Welcome to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Season 3 of the Fifth Trooper Podcast. This season we are going over Beginner's Guide to Star Wars Legion. Thank you for joining me this week. Uh, Again, this podcast in Season 3 is going to cover a Beginner's Guide to to Star Wars Legion. We started right at the beginning and we're going to keep going. If you want some more in-depth analysis of uh, Star Wars Legion, especially on the expert level, you can go check out the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. If you want more in-depth from myself, uh, my co-host Evan, or an assortment of other people, we also do a podcast on Patreon called The Fifth Trooper After Dark. In addition, our Patreon uh, members every quarter get a cool Legion reward. We've done everything from tokens to laser cut terrain and and even more. So please check that out. So last week we talked about, hey, I just bought a core set. Now what do I do? And I gave you a list of things that that I would do if I were you, if you just bought a core set. Uh, And then also we had a companion piece on our blog, thefifthtrooper.com, that kind of covered a little bit of what I talked about on the podcast and went a little bit deeper. So this episode will also have a companion piece on the Fifth Trooper. And what we're talking about today are the four factions, what types of armies and play style that they have, and then what you should be buying next after you decide on a faction. So what we'll do is we'll run through each one of the factions one at a time and I'll talk about them and and give you my insights on what what type of lists you could run what what they're known for and then potentially what you should buy next if you have a core set. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to start with the Empire, okay? So the Empire, one of the two factions of that Civil War core set, the the original core set that came with Legion. And I think the Empire has gone through some identity crisis, uh, especially from the beginning of Legion to now. And I think where really where the Empire shines is suppression. So for those of you that are brand new and are still working through the game, basically what suppression is, is the uh, when a unit gets shot, it's basically them, you know, going, oh, no, I'm being shot at and taking cover. Right. And 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 like kneeling down or or like, you know, being scared, quote unquote, that they're being shot at. And this is kind of a mechanic in the game. That can, you know, if if you reach your courage threshold, which if you look at your unit card, there's a, a green icon and a number and then a yellow icon and a number. And courage is that yellow one. If you reach your courage threshold, so let's say you have a unit with a courage of two, that means that, and you have two suppression, that means that you only get one action. Now, if you have double the suppression as you do courage, that means they're going to panic and potentially roll up run off the board so that's just a quick primer on suppression so the empire really likes suppression on almost every aspect of suppression so they like putting out suppression they can ignore suppression in some cases they can remove suppression so really to chalk the empire up into one one kind of mechanic in the game is suppression so what do i mean by that 
So if we look at someone like Krennic, uh, who is a commander for 90 points, he really focuses on doling out suppression but then also he has that compel keyword which you know if a, if another unit is at range one to two and it rallies if it's suppressed but not panicked it can gain a suppression token to perform a free move action so he kind of lives in that suppression zone right andy andy has a card a command card that hands out suppression um palpatine he ha he has a suppressive uh uh attack which is the which is the force lightning right he's adding on that suppression uh vader he doesn't care about suppression if you look at commander vader and anyone who is wondering he has a little dash where his courage value should be that means he doesn't care he doesn't care he could he could have 10 suppression it doesn't matter he's going to keep doing what he's going to do and the neat thing about that is all your units base their courage off of your commander if they're within range three or if you have an upgrade, you know, longer. So basically, Vader's on the board. He says, not only do I not care about suppression, they don't either. They're not going to panic. So what could happen is, let's say you have a stormtrooper unit that's within range three of Vader. Let's say they, they have a courage of one. Let's say they get three or four on them okay their actions are going to be reduced but they're not going to panic so they could still do something so now putting suppression on your opponent is really good because you're going to be reducing their actions so even if you're not panicking them off the board and you're still reducing their action economy and saying okay now you got to make harder choices and now i'm going to suppress you to a point where you may only get to move, attack, or aim, or dodge, right? Like, whatever the action is that they're planning on attacking, you're reducing their ability to make decisions. So, for instance, let's say Vader is going to make up, going to be moving up and trying to get into the fray. Well, maybe you want to suppress some of the opponent's units where they can, if they were going to attack him, maybe they're not going to get an aim and attack now. Or if they were behind some line of sight blocking terrain, maybe they need to move out, right? And they were going to have to move out and attack. Well, now they can't do both. So you're really limiting what your opponent can do. And the, uh, like I said, the, the, the empire really strives on that, on that whole kind of suppression move. And also, you know, the, the Empire as a secondary outside of suppression, the Empire is very much a, a faction of inches. And what I mean by that is they battle for every inch. It's it's basically like a hold position, move up a little hold position, move up a little hold position, right? And I know what you're thinking. They, they have two heavy units and... I've been playing double heavy for almost two years now since the tank came out. Uh, and even with those, you know, my ATST in some games doesn't even move sometimes, right? He's just there to shoot, add suppression if I can. And in this game now with, with multiple units having red defense dice uh, and... Uh, cover and terrain becoming better in in the game and and at tournaments right 
being able to put suppression on units is just as important as wounds at times, right? Because even if they've got a full unit, if they can't do anything, well, it, it doesn't matter at that point. So let's talk about our recommendation. So if, you, if you've got the core box for Civil War and you chose the Empire side, what do you do next? So your decision is going to have to come in. What kind of style of play do you want to do? Do you want to have a strict gun line? Do you want to have an aggressive force-focused uh, army? Or are you want to focus on some heavies or, or you know, support? So the first thing I would do is decide that. If you're going gun line, your, your purchases next are going to be Krennic. Uh, Krennic, maybe Iden, but definitely Krennic and I would say Shore Troopers. So you want to get a couple sets of Shore Troopers. You're going to want to take a look at Death Troopers and Scouts. So if that's kind of where you want to be is just a pure gun line, you're going to want to look at all those and then also Bosk, right? Those are going to be your big purchases. So I'll give it to you in order. Krennic, Bosk, uh, shore troopers, and then and then maybe fill it out with some snipers and death troopers if you can. Next is if you're looking to be aggressive, uh, you're gonna want to look at Iden as your commander. You're probably going to want to get her special forces in there. So whether it's the uh, Inferno squad and another additional Imperial special forces. Then you're going to want to back them up with some core units. Now, you could go either way here. So for the price, you're probably going to want to go Stormtroopers. And really, the way the... I'm going to put meta in quotes right now because it's it's only on TTS. We haven't had it a, live, a lot of live um, games. But the way the meta is going, heavies are big again. So you're probably going to want to go Stormtroopers with the DLT-19. So you're, you're going to have those from the core set and just get more of those, right? If you want to go super aggressive, go Vader for your commander. Fill fill it out with a bunch of core units. And you, I would mix between maybe two shore troopers, two mortars, and then two stormtroopers and with DLT-19s. Get some snipers for support. And then see if you could throw in some Imperial Guard to kind of protect Vader. If you want to go... Vehicles, if you're really into vehicles, um, I'm I'm somewhat biased here, but I would take a hard look at trying to go double vehicle. If you feel like that may be too much, ATST is the way to go. I would get some support in with either some E-Webs or speeder bikes, and then fill out your core ranks with stormtroopers and the like. So that's my recommendation for Empire. So now we're going to go talk about Rebels. Rebels have changed a lot too from the beginning and really they used to be kind of this hit and run sort of faction which they they still are to a degree but really where he, where rebels thrive right now is in hero worship okay and what i mean by that is they they need the heroes and their command cards to really function and the thing with with rebels in the play style is you're going to have big highs 
and low lows sometimes, but big highs, right? You're shooting for those big highs and you're kind of waiting for your moment. That's, that's what rebels are. And a lot of times you're going to want at least two heroes in a list uh, where, you know, other, other lists like empire and, and talking about droids uh, in the future CIS, they, they can survive on having a one hero, whether it's, you know, with the empire, whether it's fears or, or Krennic uh, or, or even a generic commander, right? Rebels really struggle with a just generic commander. And so in order to really take full advantage of rebels, you're going to want to put heroes in there. Um, and it all, you know, a lot of the heroes play well together. Um, you know, obviously, obviously Cassian, uh, he, he comes with K2SO. Um, so they play really well together. Leia and Luke, uh, so so like a, a you could go commander commander or you could go commander Luke and or I mean sorry you could go Leia and operative Luke operative Luke is one of the best pieces in the rebel rebel arsenal right now um, or you could do a commander Luke and operative Sabine uh, throw R two in there you know that's the other thing with rebels is they're a their their wait for their moment so that that um secret mission that r2 has and so for those of you that don't don't know what secret mission is if r2 is within an enemy deployment zone he gets a victory token and at the end of the game if you are still alive and you have that victory token you you gain it so you're getting that extra victory token at the end and again hero right it's a hero that's doing it and so, really, with Rebels, um, they don't have much great stuff in line with their heavy units or their vehicles. Um, they, you know, the T-47 is getting better, but it's not great. The Land Speeder is a, a C-class uh, unit. The, the Air Speeder is maybe a B now, but more mostly a C. Uh, then on their support level, if you're going to go support, ATRT's Tauntaun Riders are both very good still. We haven't seen a ton of them just because the new hotness is out, which is Republic and uh, CIS, the clones and droids. So, you know, during tournament play back a year ago, roughly, you know, Tauntauns and ATRTs were very much in the meta. And I think we've just, with all the experimenting going on and, and COVID and not being able to play live, that we'll see them again once once that starts playing, once we start playing in person. Um, core units, they really only have one core unit that's any good, and that's the Rebel Troopers that come with the, that come with the core set. You will get the Z6 with that in the core set, but you're going to want to take a look at the DLT-20A, which is in those expansion packs. That's a really good unit and adds that range 4 to them. So Rebels are hero worship and short range, right? They don't have a ton of long range units, and so you got to make sure that you again wait for your moment and and you're kind of riding the shoulders of your heroes and i feel like you lose a hero with a rebel list and the you know your your win percentile dips way low where if 
with Empire or 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 even even a little bit with clones, if you lose if you lose a hero, definitely with droids, if you lose a hero, you could still kind of survive the the battle that's incoming. So now recommendations. Uh, if you bought the core set, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have ATRTs. You're gonna have the the core troopers with the Z6, and you're gonna have Operative Luke. My recommend or, or Commander Luke, excuse me. My recommendation would be uh, to get Leia, to get the expansion packs for the Rebel troopers. Get a, at least a few of those. You're gonna want to get Operative Luke, Sabine. And R2 and, and C3PO. Those definitely are, are ones that you're going to play and put in. Now, if you're going for a little bit different flavor uh, and you want to have some more kind of tactical and you're going to wait more and you want to build out your army larger, then uh, Cassian and, and K2 are a great, great pick for your next purchase. Uh, you know, and then outside of that, definitely R2. You could team Sabine up in there. As far as special forces go, Operative Luke plays real nice with the Mandalorians. Um, so you want to, you probably want to pick up a couple packs of those. And then every good competitive list is going to need snipers. Uh, that is still a truth that unfortunately is hard to shake sometimes now you will see some options out there and some lists that just won't have the 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 strike teams and uh they they do well but you know most most lists are going to have strike teams and and rebels aren't any different if you want to get a little bit more aggressive you're going to want to take a look at tauntaun riders and atrts they're going to get you into positions fast where you want to be and it's a little bit more aggressive so your highs are going to be higher your lows are going to be lower with them um, unless you're kind of using them as a distraction force all right so next we're going to move on to the republic so the republic or clones are really all about action economy right there's never really if you're playing it right there's never a dead action because clones, for the most part, uh, are and CIS is all designed around sharing tokens. And even the heroes show some of that as well, right? And so we want you want to have good action control. You want you want to be able to make decisions that maybe a unit of clones, they don't actually do anything except for dodge and aim, you know? And and that's going to allow for the rest of your army to make other decisions. And so a lot of the times I've seen clone players do that dodge-aim move to kind of hold off their decision. And so with clones, you're really looking at the battlefield as a whole, where you want to be, what your objectives are, and how you're going to achieve those objectives. And your first, you know, four, four action, four uh, turns with your units, their actions may all be just to aim dodge so that you're loaded up uh, on, that, on those green tokens so that when the rest of your army or, or let's say your opponent makes a mistake and you have to capitalize on that that you're going to have the tokens to support to support your next move um 
they're they're really good about that um again very hero focused they're a very mix with that action economy with a little bit of rebels where a lot of your highs are going to come from are going to come from your heroes but also with the addition of arc troopers um recently and the saber tank they do have some kind of outlier options that allow for some some more interesting matchups so with with the uh with the republic i think what you you, you know for the most part your next purchase after getting the core set you'll have obi-wan and you'll have uh you'll you'll have the bark speeder and you'll have the uh, the clone one, the phase one clones. You're probably going to want to take a look at what you want to do next for core units, okay? So, phase twos are really good still, even though they've made some changes to them. They still have that reliable one where you're gaining surge tokens. And all the clones have fire support, which is crazy good. So, you know... If you have a face-up order token and you're within range in line of sight, you can shoot along with another unit, right? And spend some of those aim tokens that are out on the field. So just kind of deciding what way you're going to move. Um, if you're going to be putting them in the action a little bit more, if you're going to be a little bit more aggressive, phase twos are good because their courage is two. So you got to make a decision there and then purchase your core based on that. I think... Uh, Clone Captain Rex is for sure uh, a purchase that you want to make. He's really, really good. Um, and then taking a look at the operative slot, you probably want to get R2-D2 because you're always going to want to have that option to kind of do a secret mission and get that extra point. Uh, Padme and Rex are really good together, so Padme is definitely something you want to look at. And she she has a secret mission ability as well. Then outside of that, next purchase is going to be ARC Troopers. They're your support, and you're going to want those strike teams. I have seen full ARC Troopers run. They're really good, uh, but for the points, you know, ARC team, the ARC teams are great. If you want to get more into the ag aggressive state and have like a big centerpiece, if you're going to run mostly racks and troopers, look at the Saber Tank. The Saber Tank is a very good unit. And with all the armor that's out there, it could potentially be a lifesaver. Uh, I, I think that right now with the armor that is going on and the armor that every army or faction has, has access to right now, having impact in your list is not a bad thing. So Saber, Saber Tank is definitely a good purchase as well. All right, we're going to move on to CIS or droids now. Uh, these guys are super interesting as they are the first kind of horde army uh, of Star Wars Legion. And, and that's what they want to be, right? They, are, they have two things. They're order control and bodies. So the way droids work is that they, um, they can basically, you know, use and coordinate. All, most of the units in the droid faction have some a version of coordinate uh, or if they don't you know you gotta make sure you're aware of how to coordinate all your units so that potentially you could have 
perfect order control every turn. We wrote a blog about this on our uh, on our website, thefifthtrooper.com. You can check that out for more details. But that's what they're about. They're about order control and and horde mentality, right? I'm just going to put bodies on this. You can take away three, four. I don't even care. Uh, the other thing with droids is you want to make sure you're being aware of where, you know, being aware of the objectives, right? Where you stand, what you need to do to hold objectives. You need to be very aware of that. They're very good uh, at with that horde kind of mentality. They're very good at holding objectives because you're just piling bodies on it, right? And then using something like the AAT tank to, as a support to just kind of punish your opponent as they're trying to take those um, objectives. It, it's really, really interesting. The other thing with droids is... Um, they don't react to suppression the same way. So they don't get suppressed. They do get panicked, but they don't get suppressed, which is really interesting. Uh, so that's something else to think about, too. They have four heroes currently. The The core, the core set does come with General Grievous. They have Count Dooku, Maul, and they have Cad Bane now. So... They also have the strike teams. So they have the, the BX droids, which are their strike teams. They have droidicas and staff riders, which are very both both very, very good. Um, but they're unfortunately right now they're just kind of being overshadowed by uh AATs right now. AATs are very, very good. The tank for, for CIS or yeah, for CIS is very good. And so right now in the I'm gonna again air quotes meta AAT is overshadowing some of those support units that the CIS have both CIS and Republic just recently uh, should be getting the generic commanders out hopefully soon here and so that's going to be that's going to be really good for them uh, to kind of give them more options and then one of the rules changes that really happened is that you could have a field commander as your commander and so both Republican droids have field commanders for their tanks, but really uh, the field commander for the kind of field commander led army lends itself more to droids than it does to the Republic. As far as buying what to buy next, um, you, you're going to have to decide on there's there's two types of kind of horde mentality aggressive horde that's going to be attacking and doing damage at the same time or passive horde which is just pile bodies on right so if you're going to go more passive and just pile the bodies your next purchase is more b1 droids right you got you got to fill out your ranks you're going to want at least six core units uh, of b1 droids at your disposal if you're going to be more aggressive then you want to go b2s um, i have seen lists and there's been talk of all core units being B2s and, and people really struggling against those lists. The next thing that I would recommend purchasing or, or thinking about is how do you want to play with your heroes? Do you want to be mostly horde no-name army where you're just piling as much as you can into the list? Then you're not going to get a hero, right? You're probably going to get that generic commander when it comes out, the T-series tactical droid. Or you're going to go with, if you're going to get an AAT, you're going to go with the field commander. But if you want to do some more hero stuff, 
have a little bit less of a horde and more aggressive, then your next purchase, you're going to want Dooku is really, really good. And then maybe Maul after that. If you want to focus on that on that sort of aggressive horde mentality. The other thing you kind of need to decide too is what are you... If you're going for the nameless, you know, horde, then you're going to want to look at do you want to run two tanks, which is kind of what's happening right now, or do you want to have a good kind of more Swiss army approach to what you're going to be able to do depending on the opponent. So, you know, I think AAT tank is a must-have for any droid army, no matter what, which way you're going. And then thinking about whether you want to get a second one or do you want to fill the ranks with Stap Riders? They're really, really good. Uh, then you could also look at if you're going to go more with the aggressive force wielder-led army then droidicas are are a great addition on that and a great support unit and very hard to kill and they got a lot of they got a lot of options right and you're gonna have some of those from your core sets so just kind of adding on to that okay so that's the factions so there's two more must buys depending on what you're gonna do if you are planning on playing more frequently once once you know COVID has lifted and you're planning on going to your store and playing and you want to play casual competitive let's call it right it's not who cares you're at home but it's against other people competitive you're definitely going to need to pick up the battlefield expansion packs there's been two uh the first one I think it was about a two years ago that came out was the priority supplies expansion and then the next one that came out more recently, about a year ago, is the Vital Assets. Those are battlefield expansions that give you some really neat... There's some really neat uh, miniatures in there that go along with with uh, the battlefield expansion. And that's going to build on your objective deck, which we're going to be talking about in a few episodes. So those are your two other what what you should buy next. And then outside of that... You know, maybe some more dice. Uh, you might want to look at that. And range rulers and tools are always good to have more of. And so that's kind of going to wrap us up for this episode and what you should get next. Join us next week. We're going to be talking about prepping and uh, painting your minis. So I look forward to talking to you all next week. Again, check out thefifthtrooper.com for the companion blog to this episode and our other blog posts. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, uh, you could definitely go support us on Patreon. Even at the lowest Patreon level, you'll still have access to our podcast, at The Fifth Trooper After Dark, on there. And if you're looking for some more in-depth analysis for Star Wars Legion, check out The Notorious Scoundrels. Thank you all for joining me, and I'll talk to you next week. Join us next week for another edition of the Fifth Trooper podcast. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.